looked at her. Sophie. You can't give up on her, said Fortune. We're not giving up, we're scaling back. No choice. How many people have you got on it, right now? Marsh picked up a pen, something to look at rather than Fortune. Right now, Mr Fortune, we have one officer continuing with inquiries. The investigation isn't closed, but, like I say, it's been scaled back. One. One officer. Fortune closed his eyes for several seconds. He had come a long way, taken time off. What can one officer do? She's out there, somewhere, and she needs help. He could hear a pleading tone in his voice, imploring. God, but he sounded desperate. Mr Fortune, said Marsh, what do you think happened to your daughter? That's why I'm here, said Fortune, to find out. No, I mean, when you heard that she had gone missing, what was your immediate thought? Fortune shook his head. I don't know, that she... I don't know. That she'd what? said Marsh. Fortune shrugged, trying to keep calm. Gone on holiday, run off with a new boyfriend, I don't know. Could have been anything. Marsh nodded, leant back in his chair. They sat facing each other, and Fortune could hear the hum of the air conditioner, hum and rattle, a world away from the sleek, smooth hiss of his Dubai office. There was a knock on the door, and a young woman came in with two coffees, put them on the table. Marsh nodded to her, and she left, closed the door with a gentle click. He lifted one of the styrofoam cups, took a drink, made a face. He put the cup down carefully, slowly. How many times did your daughter attempt suicide? There it was. The question Fortune had been expecting, waiting for. A question he didn't want to face. He remembered hospital corridors, hard seats, his wife next to him, the click of heels on linoleum, the slow tick of a wall clock, more than one clock, more than one hospital. No, he said. No. We're not ruling anything out, said Marsh, but given her history... Fortune wished Marsh had the courage to finish his sentences, to tell it like it was, that his daughter had had a troubled adolescence all the way through her late teens and early twenties, that she had been moody, anxious, depressed, angry, lost. She'd been better, he said. Much better. A different person. No more suicide attempts. No more pills, flatmates finding her after coming back from a late bar shift. No more ambulances, vigils, apologies, tears. She had been better, making a life for herself. Or at least, that was what he'd been told. Marsh sighed and opened a file that he had brought with him, placed it on the table between them. It was beige and thin, if this was it, Fortune thought, the sum total of the investigation, 
and a lot of midnight oil had gone unburned. Marsh took out a clear plastic wallet with a piece of paper inside, using two fingers to slide it into place between the pair of them. We found this, he said, turning it so that Fortune could read. An A4 sheet of paper, covered in scribbles, fragments of phrases in black pen, haphazardly placed. This needs to end, underlined many times. This ends today. The words gone over again and again so that the ink shone and the paper was indented, almost worn through. Can't go on. Can't go on. Can't go on. In block capitals, at the bottom of the paper, this time carefully printed, Why should I take any more?